Welcome to Conversations with Her, brought to you by Her Brand, a movement and platform created to empower and elevate women through education, awareness, collaboration, and connectedness. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at BeHerBrand, or check us out online at www.beherbrand.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation with her. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Her by Be Her Brand. My name is Bianca Elliott, and I am joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, everyone. It is Dr. Ashley Towns. So, Ashley, I have um, this interesting story for you that I experienced in a prior role so I had a new hired employee um getting ready to start and I had asked someone you know how she was doing um because of course we have um the pre-employment um things that go on first and so I just had asked you know how she was doing and Another person responded, oh, she's doing great. You know, I think, you know, she's really going to do well here. Um, I just noticed that um, she had um, a, I can't think if she called it an exotic hairstyle or she had um, like a, a crazy hair color. And so at that point, you know, I'm thinking, oh, did she wear like yellow hair, orange hair or something like that? Because, you know, nowadays pink is in purple is in blue is in oh, um, I mean just about a lot of colors but I really haven't seen yellow and orange so I was thinking maybe you know she was in here with like a flame on her head or something um and so um you know days later um when this young lady started um I saw her and she had box braids that were black and maybe four braids that were silver or platinum color and that was it and I was really you know taken aback by that because one that's not a crazy hairstyle it's a cute hairstyle those aren't you know that isn't exotic colors you know how many of us have these gray hairs in our head or you know some people who go gray early and just completely dye their hair you know silver or platinum you know and so that really bothered me, Ashley, and I need you to help me figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've i had my hair, to be honest, I've had my hair in box braids, and I've had streaks of gold. Um, I've dyed my hair red, um, like kind of like, like a cherry, like a dark red, um, you know, reddish brown or something like that. Um, but, you know, I think that that is not, I'm not surprised. This is not uncommon for people um, to view black hairstyles, uh, regardless of what it is, right? Um, but to view black hairstyles as being unprofessional um, yeah. and, and to bring attention to our hairstyles, regardless of what it is. Like, you know, it doesn't look neat if it's not the way some other women would wear their hair or it's too this or too 
that, you know, it's, it's too exotic. It's too, um, you know, I can't believe that so-and-so like didn't even comb her hair, you know? Um, and I think that that is just so, um, not only inappropriate, but also it is basically, um, setting up this standard of beauty or this standard of womanhood or professionalism and if you don't live up to that standard in their mind you're not being any of those things you're not representing women well you're not being professional um and that's a microaggression you know like that is you know black women have all of these things that we have to consider um yeah you know when we are working in different environments whether it's corporate or a nonprofit or um you know and I think that some of those things are the reasons why so many black women just don't want to work for anybody they want to work for themselves you know so that they can be themselves um and that's that's terrible to be honest that's terrible um I know for me like um I always was told um, and mom, if, if you ever listen to this, um, there's no shade, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was told growing up, you know, like I was being taught or groomed about like, how do you behave around, um, women of other races? So not just white women, but women of all races who are not black. Like, how do you talk? How do you dress? How do you, you know, wear your hair? And, you know, my mom would tell me like, if I go on a job interview, I need to make sure my hair is straight. If I, um, you know, don't wear, um, you know, bold colors. Like she would tell me, like, don't wear red lipstick. Um, go more neutral. Um, wear a navy or a black suit with a, yeah. with a skirt, no pants. Um, and the older I got, I was like, what? times are we living in where I have to do this for every single thing and um you know like why can't I just wear a skirt and a nice top why do I have to wear a suit this interview like I'm 19 I don't want to wear a full suit yeah (laughs) you know and my mom you know would be very hard on me and I understand that her her time of growing up was very different you have to you know, maybe she had to um, try to conform a little bit. Conform, yeah, that's the word. Conform to, you know, what um, what she thought the other women would dress like. But then, you know, I would get hired. You know, I would I would do what she said, and then I would get hired, and then I would see that people were not. You know, whenever you start a job, they always go over. You know, the dress code. You know, through. Yes. Um, you know, HR does their, these are our policies and, you know, what have you. And, you know, the dress code nine times out of 10 is business casual, right? Not super professional, but then people would not be dressed in business casual and it would be people of other races who would be not dressing business casual, like just wearing whatever. Um, and then, but you want to look at me for my hair? But they're not even following the official policy, you know, of this job that we had to sign an initial stating we will abide, you know? Yeah. When it came to, 
the the hair thing. So I had been working at a company for 10, 11 years. Um, and so I had started really young. And, and then I got some promotions as I got older. Now, when I was younger, I would wear whatever kind of hairstyles, braids, anything. But as soon as I got the promotions, and I wasn't coached and I wasn't groomed, um, I just had never seen a lot of Black representation in these roles. Um, and if I did see any Black, you know, professional women, and this is 10 years ago, um, Ashley, um, they were all only wearing, you know, the straight hair, that <laughs> signature bob. And so I just immediately stopped wearing all of those hairstyles that I did love, that I did enjoy wearing. I just stopped wearing them. I just wore my hair straight. Um, and that was it, you know. And for a while, for some years, maybe five or six years in um, these leadership roles, if it was my birthday or if it was something I wanted to do on the weekend, actually, I would do my hair Friday night and take it out Saturday night just to wear my hair in that bob back for work on Monday. No, you did And it was just like a, <laughs> yes, I did. And, and, and I didn't realize that it was destroying my hair until um, I think they were getting some professional photos done. And I probably had had a perm because, you know, I, I get relaxers. Um, um, but I had probably already had a relaxer um, maybe two weeks um, before they had announced that they were going to have these professional photos done. Of course, they wanted me in it. And I remember I went home the night before they were having these pictures. And I relaxed my hair. I just made it like bone straight. And I think that was the beginning of me like destroying my hair because I I was really trying to conform to what they wanted. And I just, and no one ever told me Ashley. And that's why representation is so important because no one ever told me, no one ever said, this is how we want you to look. It's just what I assume because again, there was no representation and no one had these hairstyles mm -hmm. and these positions that I was so used to wearing. Um, and I want to say, um, as time went on, as things were changing, um, as I, more, you know, Black women were starting to get into leadership roles in the same, you know, company that I was working for, I started to see different hairstyles. I started to see people dressing different. And so then that made it me feel like I was, you know, it was okay for me to relax a little bit like I can get off this you know this high strung course that I was on living on for no reason that I created myself um but I was able to relax some of those standards that I had that I needed to fit in with white women yeah if I'm honest yeah and I remember I had started to wear like more natural hairstyles um like I would brush my hair up in a ponytail actually when I tell you I would never ever ever mm -hmm. ever wear a ponytail to work I mean never wear a ponytail to work that was I would never do it but I had brushed my hair up into a ponytail I think it was two different ponytails I had watched a YouTube tutorial and I had put some braiding hair on one and twisted and braiding hair on another one and twisted and I kind of like intertwined them and it was like a nice little protective style I mean I thought I, it was so cute but I remember um I had 
been around some white women who I was around um, before, you know, they so-called love me. They love my son. You know, I just was well liked by these women. And I remember walking past them with this hairstyle and they thought, or I hope they thought that I was, you know, out of, you know, ear range, but I heard them say, um, I think that's why, you know, black women like white women because they can run their hands through our hair. Oh, no. And when I say <laughs> that crushed me, like it crushed me because I never looked at those women the same at all. I then I thought, like, what 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 did I do? Like, why did I cause this for myself? Why did I wear this hairstyle? You know, even though you know, I knew before that this was something that they may or may not have known this unspoken rule that, you know, black women can't wear their hair in these styles. But that kind of really broke me until it didn't until I got to the point where I said, you know, forget them. Like, I can be should be able to wear whatever I want to wear, you know, wear my hair however I want to wear my hair. And that does not change how effective and efficient I am at my job. Yeah. So screw y'all. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um that is that is bizarre. Um, but it's not it's not surprising, honestly, because I feel like for me, um, my hair is naturally curly, but I never, you know, like I said, I was groomed to not really wear it curly, like to wear it straight. And um I actually once I, you know, wanted to wear my hair more like in its natural state of being curly. Um, I, one, didn't really know, like, how to really, like, do my hair. So I was trying different styles. But at that time, I was working on a team full of black women. My boss was also black. He was a black man. And they loved my hair. You know, like, I would try different things. And, you know, they were very supportive of like, oh, you know, actually, I like this. Um, you know, I would do different things, uh, flexi rotted and all of this stuff. Then I got really good at manipulating my hair in different ways. Um, and I um, transitioned to a new position. And I remember one time someone thought that, like, I was a different person. Like, they literally wow. didn't recognize, they said they didn't recognize me because I had changed my hairstyle. And it was like a... Um, someone in leadership and I was pissed like you know it's me like what do you mean like I don't look different you know like (laughs) I'm not a whole other person because I changed my hairstyle you know yeah um or one time I straightened my hair because I I didn't straighten it that often in that position on purpose um because I was I was like no you're gonna get this full version of me you know, yes. and one time I had straightened it for something, I don't remember, but they were like, oh my gosh, Ashley, your hair is so long. And I was like, yeah, what, what do, do black women not have long hair? You know, does it have yes. to be fake in order for it to be long? Like, is my, is my head incapable of growing long hair like yours? You know, not all black women yeah. want long hair, first of all, um, cause yeah. it's a lot to maintain. Um, but then, but I was just, (laughs) all I could do was laugh. I was like, yeah, my hair has been long my whole life, actually. Um, when it's curly, it shrinks. It's this thing that happens. 
when your hair is moisturized, it gets shorter. Um, when you wet your hair, what does it do? It gets shorter, right? And then you blow yeah. dry it and straighten it and fry it and dye it and lay it to the side. And then it's long. <laughs> like, come on now. This is not rocket science. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think I've had to, you know, learn that other people's standard of professionalism is not for me. You know, like, I, yeah. I'm glad to see more models and ads that show a variety of um, work attire that can be business casual, that can be um, even super professional to give ideas because before all of those images were white women um, and there were not, you know, uh, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, like you said, representation. Um and it, 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 it does impact the work environment. It impacts how you relate to your coworkers, your, um, your supervisors, their supervisors. Um, and sometimes they don't see the work that you do. They see yeah. how you look. Do you represent their company? Do you represent them? You know, I present yeah. um, a lot. And, um, you know, I've gone to conferences domestically, internationally, um, and I have worn, you know, I always dress well, um, you know, for those experiences, but I don't always wear my hair straight, you know, and I, and I, and, yeah. and I am, you know, and, and so I, I show up how I want to show up, but I still look, you know, the part of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that we have to encourage um, you know, younger women to do the same. Now, there are things that are not professional. Like, there is definitely a line between professional and not professional, unprofessional. Yeah. Um, but certain hairstyles um, can fall within that, depending on where you work. You know, like corporate is different than other environments. Um, and so, but that's not to say that braids themselves, going back to your story, braids on their own is not unprofessional um you know like there are various styles that you can wear with braids that I think sometimes look more professional than some other styles you know um but it's just a matter of like having you know someone to help you navigate your like what your work environment looks like and how you know, what I guess is appropriate for that environment that can change yeah. from environment to environment. Um, yeah. You know, but it's crazy that we have to think about these things because other women of other races, I don't know if they have those conversations, um, but I feel like we get those from very early ages or we don't get them at all. And it's almost like a culture shock, you know, um, yeah, which is crazy that we have to deal with. This. And I think it it's also, you know, the t- like you talk professional for a black person, you know, or you sound you talk like a white person. Why are you talking like a white girl? And it's like, excuse me, <laughs> I'm talking like I got some sense. One, two. What does white people how does that yeah again that goes down to like this standard of beauty this standard of womanhood 
means that you yeah. can articulate your words. You know, like it's it's almost saying that like women who are non-black uh, that they um, are educated and and women who are black are uneducated and therefore when you talk yeah. educated you are talking as if you are non-black like as if black people yeah. are some sort of like reckless um uneducated savage um unprofessional like all of these things and when you are deviating from that image then you are being non-black you are you are talking white or whatever whatever i mean if we're gonna just reference white versus black um if you're doing anything outside of being you know savage then you are being white. yeah what the stereotype yeah. is for you then you're of another exactly race. and 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 yeah. you're talking proper which means you're talking what you're trying to be you're trying to fit in you're trying to you know assimilate to them it's like no I talk educated I talk you know I I articulate my words because why would I not you know we're talking about something you know like we're not we're not um why is that a bad thing you know that's not it's not a bad thing it's 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 the way that you you know handle certain situations you talk you know with authority you talk you know um, I don't want to say elegant because I don't want to say that if you don't talk proper or not articulating, you're not talking elegant, but, um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a time and a place I feel like for, um, for various language patterns or styles, you know, there's this, there's this word that I learned, it's called code switching. I don't know if you've heard of that. Have you heard of that? So no. code switching please, is please. basically when, um, and I'm just going to, you know, use us as black people. So code switching is when you can talk one way, like around your friends or around your family, but then you can switch <laughs> to talk around yeah. other environments, yeah. other people. And there's, and there's this phenomenon that happens where black people learn how to code switch. So I can talk yeah. slang and I didn't, yeah. And then switch if I'm in an interview. Yeah. So I didn't know that, that there was an official term for that. But I also think that that is a benefit that, you know, us as professional Black women, you know, the the luxury that we have. Because, like you said, I can talk with my homegirls, you know, one way. Um, I can go to my son's school, talk another way. I can talk to my staff one way. And I can go to a boardroom and talk another way. And I'm still the same person. However, I understand that all of those different people, they communicate differently. And I think you have to be able to adapt because sometimes you won't be able, you know, you won't be around people who are, you know, always professional. Um, and, and I don't think nothing is wrong with being able to coach. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that. So from my understanding, code switching it's something that, you know, we've had to learn and adapt how to do. Um, and you're right. It can be, um, it can be beneficial um, because you learn how to adapt to different cultures, different environments. And so it, it can make us um, more aware of like diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Now, I do think it can be problematic. 
And, and the reason why I think that way is because if people from outside of the black community try to code switch, um, then they're, they're trying to adapt to us in a way that I feel is not necessary, you know, like, and you've probably seen it, heard it where people are trying to say, you know, um, um, you know, um, I think I'm like maybe talking and like, like trying, like trying is... too hard. And, and, and I don't know if they're, tr- I don't know their intention behind it. So I can't assume, but I've had people try to like say that they were hip or down for the cause or, or what have you by talking, trying to talk to me in a way that I would maybe talk to my family or my friends, um, you know, and I can't even think right now of like a word or a phrase that has been used to me, but I think of things like, um, you know, trying to be like, um, you know, like, um, like he is fine or um, like something like that, that I have not heard certain group of women say, like they may say like, oh, he's hot or, you know, like things like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, but if I come around, they may say something different, um, trying to relate to what they think I would say. Um, you know what I mean? Okay. And it may be something that exactly, you don't even exactly. say. Exactly. But they're trying. Or like, um, okay. or saying okay. something like, um, you know, and I think that it's okay for certain people to ask if things are appropriate, but I think sometimes people don't ask, they just assume. And that is where yeah. I think it can be problematic. Like, um, you know, and I think that black culture has in a way um, sort of made people feel more comfortable um, saying certain things that they shouldn't say because they listen to our music. Well, yeah, they listen to our music. They they watch our, uh, you know, shows that portray Black people. And then they think that it is okay for them to say or do or behave in a certain way because they think that's how we act um, or that's how we talk. You know, and so I and and so they're they're trying to code switch, right? Because they're trying to do what they think we do without asking. They're assuming, um, and it's different, I think, for us because we are switching from a culture to a maybe a different culture, like a, um, um, you know, maybe we're adapting to a professional environment. Um, and I think that sometimes people are trying to do the opposite. They're trying to go from this, you know, idea that they think and then try to be, I don't want to say be black, but in a sense, like, I don't know. And I see, I think that can be problematic. It can be seen as problematic. I also agree that, um, that, that, that is, you know, will be seen, you know, problematic as well um what I was thinking is more so you know if someone's listening to you know hip-hop music or or whatnot and then they approach 
you know, a black woman. I'll just use me as an example. And, you know, then they just make the comment like, yeah, you know, you heard that gangster shit. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I was not ready for that. <laughs> you know, and, and, and maybe they would have just assumed or thought that, you know, I was into that. And, and they would have no idea. So I think us working on those, you know, stereotypes and just just having more, you know, representation um, and, and people just being more open to getting to know, you know, us would definitely help the cause, too. Oh, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things that I I um, sort of enjoy talking about is breaking down stereotypes um, of black people, black women. Um, I spend, you know, quite a bit of time in my research and, you know, as I educate talking about, you know, the importance of breaking down stereotypes um, and being being conscious of your own biases and stereotypes um, because, you know, you and I are two different women, both professionals, you know, different life stories. Um, but there could be some some stereotypes associated just based off of the way we look or the way we carry ourselves. Um, and, you know, I think that that is, um, you know, a daily challenge that, um, you know, we have to continue to fight this battle of, you know, breaking down stereotypes of, of, of women, of Black women. Um, and it's not just about our hair or the way we talk. Um, it could be our features, you know, as black women, um, you know, breaking down stereotypes of, you know, what lighter skin women versus darker skin women, our personal life experiences or, you know, what we believe or how we respond in certain situations. Yeah. Um, you know, all of those things impact the way we're viewed by other people. Um, and, um, you know, I think that things you know, right now, like we're in the height of, you know, lots of tension in America, lots of views around what, um, what, you know, black being black in America is really about. And there's, there's been a lot of attention, um, you know, um, geared towards protecting black women, which I think is great. Um, But, you know, Malcolm X said, years ago, you know, the most neglected woman in America is the black woman, you know, the most, um, you know, the, we need, you know, we need to be protected. um, And that couldn't be any farther from the truth in 2020. Um, You know, and so, you know, Jim Crow, um, you know, just quick little history lesson, you know, um, you know, he, you know, created, you know, these laws that, you know, basically outlawed black people from, you know, being in certain places with white people, drinking from certain fountains, all of these things. Um, you know, there was, um, you know, the letter to um, slave owners about, you know, turning, you know, light skinned women against dark skinned women. So we have colorism, like these things are mm. still present in 2020. So we have this, this challenge of, how do we respond and act amongst our peers who are of other races? But then how do we respond and react 
even amongst peers that are within our same race, you know, our yeah. same culture. Um, and, and what we shouldn't do is put other black women down or judge them, but we should be like helping them and saying, this is something that I learned. This is something that worked well for me. Like maybe you can try it. Like I'm telling you what to do. I'm just trying to give you some, you know, um, some support or some advice, um, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Because I think that when we can work better together, um, rather than apart, then we actually will be better and we can help change, you know, those views, um, that people have of us, um, you know, in the workplace for sure. Um, yeah. you know, like I know that I have seen, um, you know, women, maybe do or say or be a part of conversations that maybe are not the best thing for them. And, and, you know, I've, I've talked to some and say, Hey, you know, I've been here a little bit longer. Um, you know, maybe you want to steer clear of those types of conversations at work, or maybe you want to be careful about this. Um, now you can do what you want to do cause you're grown, but you know, I know that 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 could have, you know, some backlash on you. And yeah. I don't I don't want to see that impact your standing here at this company or I don't want people to talk about you because I've seen them talk about other people or, you know, um, I'm not saying who you can be friends with at work, but just be careful that, you know, some people, you know, they may smile in your face, but they're not real. They don't really have their best interests. And I think that's perfectly okay to do. Um, so those are ways that we can kind of like look out for one another, protect one another. Yeah. Um, when we have all of this, this stuff on our shoulders that we like walk into work with every day, you know? Yeah. So it, an awesome conversation, um, start of a conversation. Um, these issues and concerns, um, they're not going anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm so happy and, you know, thankful that um, you can, you know, you're willing to have this conversation with me to bring more aware awareness to this. And so people really understand and, um, and have, feel like they have a little bit more support or they know that other people are experiencing the same things that they are and that they're not alone. Um, but I think that hopefully, um, we will have some change with this, with our new, um, upcoming vice president elect. Yes. Come on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be saying this, but I've been calling her sources, um, <laughs> because <laughs> she, um, it's, it's well known that she is a member of um, Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated, just like me. Um, but yes, but, um, you know, Vice President um, Kamala Harris, um, well, Vice President-elect, I should say, um, yeah. you know, I think that she, you know, her style, her demeanor, you know, she's she's kind of like helping to bring awareness to the fact that, you know, Black women are, are not monolithic. You know, we don't all act the same way. She brings, you know, a down to earth, you know, personality that will then, you know, be like the highest position that um, a woman, a black woman um, has had. And she's very transparent about okay. the fact that, you know, she has South Asia roots and um, and, you know, she she doesn't always, you know, conform to this idea of what someone in politics looks like. You know, I love that she wears sneakers with her suits. 
Um, but then she can also, you know, throw in a suit, you know, with a skirt. Um, she, you know, I think that she is going, she embodies a lot of what I think young women want to see. Um, but she's also, you know, very professional and, you know, um, on her, you know, P's and Q's as far as like the things that she says out of her mouth. And I, I'm, I'm expecting and hoping that, um, her, her image just, you know, her, her presence, um, in, you know, in the white house, you know, the administration, you know, I hope they don't try to doll her up too much, you know, and, and, and help and, and force her to conform to the ideal of what a woman in the white house should look like, you know, super dressy. I don't think they can do that because they never expected this. That's this true. is new. That's true. And she is going to be the testament of what that is going forward. Yeah. So kudos to her. Yeah. I mean, and and even if she is, like, I mean, women are versatile, right? So, you know, seeing her in a ball gown and seeing her in, you know, a suit with sneakers, like whatever she wants to do, I support as long as it's what she wants to do and not because whoever thinks that that's what she should do or how she should look as long as she is supportive and is like, no, I want to wear this and I want to do X and no, then I think that's perfectly fine. Um, And, and I support that, you know, I just, that's, that's what I meant is that I hope that they don't try to change her image because they want it to, they want her to look a certain kind of way representing that position um but this is the first time we've ever had a woman in that role and a black woman in that role so it will be yes very very fascinating to watch so yeah and i'm watching closely so (laughs) i thank you so much for your words today um i want to thank the Be Her brand for allowing us to have this platform. Um, you can visit Be Her brand at beherbrand.com, Instagram, Be Her brand, Facebook, Be Her brand. If you want to check up on me or, you know, see me, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Elliot underscore Ilman Yes, C. you got it right. I wrote this and I am on Instagram at Dr. Ashley Towns. Um, so that's Dr. Dot Ashley Towns. Um, feel free to come, you know, pop in on me. I'm, I'm usually talking about sexual health and wellness. Um, but every now and then I do dibble and dabble into some other conversations that impact Black women. Um, love to hear from you all. Um, let us know what other conversations you want us to dive into and we would love to cover them thank you so much and thank you for joining conversation all right until next time bye